0: I respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of country on the land on which we meet and pay my respect to their elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. This episode was recorded on the land of the people of the Yugambia language region.
1: Warning, the following podcast may contain material that some people may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Confessions of an ex-sex addict. The sexy self-help series that will remove stigma, educate, and inspire through true stories, qualifications, and transformation with Belinda Love, Australia's love and empowerment coach. Strap yourself in. This gets real, raunchy, and may trigger emotions, so listener discretion is advised.
0: Yeah, so his testicles are here, his perineum is here. You're massaging them at the same time, whilst massaging the shaft of his and mouth your mouth over the tip i never thought (laughs) in my life i would be doing this but it's for the greater good so i'm hoping you're really taking some notes here please (laughs) in
1: our coaching segment of confessions of an ex-sex addict australia's qualified love and empowerment coach belinda love offers actionable tools to implement into your life for self-love and relationship transformation so get comfy be coachable and grab a pen You'll want to take some notes down from this episode.
0: Hi, I'm Belinda Love and welcome to episode five. This is my coaching episode where I address the main topic this week, oral sex. If you haven't already, please go back and listen to episode two, my first blowjob confession and episode four, oral sex conversations. If you are a member, you already have access to your first exclusive episode, it is live and ready for you. (laughs) And if you would like to, you can also subscribe so that you can listen to that episode. The link is in the bio and in the description. So listening to those episodes will put this episode into more context. They also add the spice to this sexy self-help series. Or if you are a rebel, don't. And listen to this episode now. I'm not your mum, I can't tell you what to do, and neither can she anymore, to be honest. Okay. Either way, you will still gain insights into oral sex that will be practical and surprising. Ooh la la. <laughs> In this coaching episode, I will be discussing a few topics female genitalia, male genitalia, some interesting sex statistics, and enabling you to release emotion, heal trauma remove shame, shame, not Shane, who's Shane, (laughs) and expand your existing knowledge. Often we have pain that we don't even know is playing out in our lives, which is linked to situations like these. And by looking deeper at these experiences, we can start to feel more empowered in ourselves and in our relationships. Throughout this episode, there will also be cheeky and fun tips shared as well as real chat about what women want and how to please a man. All right, let's get into the coaching for our coaching episode of Confessions of an Ex Sex Addict. The first topic, I will be talking about female genitalia. I'm really excited about this part. Well, all of it really. <laughs> but this is going to push you out of your comfort zones and hopefully guide you on some things that you didn't know you didn't know. If you are a woman with female reproductive organs and you haven't done this before, I encourage you to look at yourself nude in the mirror with your legs open so you can also learn more about yourself as well as become more confident with the beauty between your legs. They come in all different shapes and sizes and there is nothing wrong about anything. They are all beautiful as they are. If you are or identify as a man, maybe reflect on your experiences or check out a diagram. If you do it in the dark, (laughs) that way you can follow along with my guidance. All right. Are you ready and comfortable? Here we go. Firstly, I will go into depths <laughs> no pun intended, lots of puns in this episode, around female genitalia. Generally, society refers to the female genitalia as the vagina. In fact, the vagina is one component that makes up the full part of the vulva. The vagina is the opening where we birth our babies. You insert your penis and, of course, for pleasure, to make the babies or simply for fun. <laughs> to refer to the entire genitals, we should be saying vulva instead of referring to it as the vagina. The vulva is made up of the labia, the lips or skin folds around the vaginal opening. Men often call this an outie, an innie or a pouty, and we all have different shapes, colours and scents, as I mentioned earlier. I often refer to my genitals as yoni, and this is from Sanskrit, which is the same as vulva. The urethra is where we urinate from, and it is found underneath the clitoris. It is a small hole that can cause bladder infections if you do not urinate after sex or have used dirty hands during intimacy or cross-contamination from the anus. This is very important to be mindful of. Your clitoris is made of a spongy tissue that becomes swollen when you're aroused or even erect. It has thousands of nerve endings, more than any part of the human body, and its only purpose, to make you feel good. (laughs) And for those of you who still can't find it, (laughs) the tip of the clitoris, also known as the glands, is located at the top of your vulva, where your inner lips meet, not these ones. Everyone's is a different size. It can be about as small as a pea or as big as a thumb. Thumbs up. (laughs) The tip of the clitoris is covered by the clitoral hood and some can have less or more hood. No right or wrong, they are all beautiful. This is just the beginning of the clitoris though. It extends inside your body, back and down on both sides of the vagina. This part called the shaft, roots and legs, is about five inches long. This is what I was referring to in a, the previous episode when I said I prefer indirect clitoris stimulation. Rubbing of the this area provides me more pleasure than directly on the clitoris that you can visibly see. If you are looking down at yourself, this is located about 6 pm and on the outside of your clitoris, and if you are in between her legs looking up, it is located approximately about 2 pm. This isn't exclusive to me. This position is something you should try also. And something we rarely even hear or talk about is the mons pubis. The mons is the fleshy mound above your vulva. It cushions your pubic bone. The reason we don't know all of this is because it was actually left out of the textbooks and decided to focus more on the reproductive parts instead of describing all of the genitalia. All right, that's it for the ladies for now. Moving on to the men. Did you know that the penis itself has three different parts? The root, which which attaches itself to the wall of your abdomen. The body, most commonly referred to as the shaft, as it has, and the shaft actually has three internal chambers. And lastly, the glands. The glands is the cone-shaped tip of the penis. It is the sensitive part that we arouse during oral sex for stimulation and ejaculation. Then there is a loose layer of skin known as the foreskin that covers the glands, unless you've been circumcised, of course. And I would be interested to hear your thoughts on Hood or no hood? Let me know in the comment section your thoughts on this. There is a hole at the tip of the head, which is the urethra. This transports both urine and semen. Did you know that when your penis is erect, your corpora cavernosa presses against the part of your urethra where the pee flows out? This blocks your pee from flowing out so that only semen ejaculates when you orgasm. <laughs> in fact, that is music to my ears because there have, have been many times I panicked thinking, oh my gosh, did he just pee in my mouth during oral sex? But this is impossible, which is great news. Now, size is a very common topic. The bigger the better. Once you go black, you never go back. All of those kinds of comments. I personally believe it is individual preference and each vagina suits different cylinders. (laughs) And did you know different ethnicities are associated with different sizes? Do some research on that if you like. But did you know that the average penis is about 3.5 inches, which is 8.9 centimeters when flaccid and a little more than 5 inches, 13 centimeters when erect. This is considered a normal average size penis. So, gentlemen, please relax around this topic. And if you're on either ends of that spectrum, please don't worry because there is a vagina, a woman who is going to absolutely love what you have to offer. Next, we will find the scrotum. The scrotum is the loose pouch-like sack of skin that hangs behind the penis and it holds the testes or testicles. The scrotum protects the testicles and provides a sort of climate control system. And for normal sperm development, did you know that the testes must be at a temperature? temperature that's slightly cooler than body temperature between 97 and 99 degrees Fahrenheit or 36 and 37 degrees Celsius. The special muscles in the wall of the scrotum let it either contract and relax in order to warm or cool and protect the sperm. Which is actually why most men (laughs) don't want you to see them nudie after a cold shower or a swim in the ocean. (laughs) They are hiding for warmth. So go cup them and warm them up, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, So, all right. And lastly, but also most importantly, the prostate gland. The prostate is a walnut-sized gland that rests below your bladder in front of your rectum. The prostate adds additional fluid to ejaculate, which helps nourish sperm. And the urethra runs through the center of the prostate gland. And according to Cancer Council Australia, prostate cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in Australia and it is estimated that one in six males will be diagnosed by the time that they are 85. So please ensure you get checked and look at your diet and lifestyle as prevention is better than cure. All right so I just touched on the main areas for both female and male anatomy. And if you want to know more, I encourage you to do more research. Okay, enough of the anatomy lesson. Time for me to break down all things oral sex and share my observation, statistics that may shock you, and tools that you can feel empowered in the sheets or wherever you like to enjoy oral sex. From my observations, oral sex is something that we navigate ourselves. I didn't watch porn or even know about porn at that age besides reading Hello Dolly magazine, so I didn't have many tips pardon the pun (laughs) and thank goodness because it isn't as accurate as it seems anyway. Nowadays we have much more access to these materials on the internet, porn, twitter, instagram, dating sites which can be dangerous if consumed without context or boundaries. Also our parents are too worried about communicating with us generally speaking so they tend to avoid the discussion. And at that age, our friends don't really know either. We are just talking about it to be cool or fit in, so to speak, or for genuine curiosity. Basically, the blind leading the blind. Although it can be fun to do it blindfolded. <laughs> there is a lot more pressures these days to start earlier. Show off your semi and naked bodies because sex sells. Do a mirror selfie, powder your lips in your bikinis for attention. or the misconception that flaunting your body is giving men what they want so you can be liked by them. Or the flip side of this is also labeled female empowerment, which controversially I disagree with this. I believe female empowerment goes a lot deeper than flaunting your naked body on social media. I actually believe it is disempowering if you need to get likes on social because you are naked or semi-naked. Body empowerment to break beauty stigmas may be more fitting for this concept. Feeling beautiful in your own skin enough to do what you want without the fear of judgment. The amount of women popping up in my feed, twerking and poking their tongues and boobs out is rampant. Or sending a guy nudes during the first combo to get his attention and don't get me started on unsolicited dick pics, you do what makes you happy, it just isn't, in my opinion and experience, the right approach. This is all happening because of the earlier access to these websites and apps which are fast-tracking our children and sending the wrong messages. So combining that with little education can be a recipe for disaster. But I digress. Now I'm going to share with you some statistics that will interest you. Here we go. Did you know that according to a survey conducted by Family Planning in New South Wales, Half of the women aged 16 to 25 said they had been pressured to give oral sex, and many reported that young men expect to receive it. Mm. Did you know that there is actually a legal age limit of 16 years old for oral sex, not just for vaginal sex? And it has now become extremely common amongst our Gen Y women. I must say that this isn't just common for that generation. I know myself, (laughs) I have given oral just to simply shut the guy up and stop him asking me because it was just easier than saying no 20 times or more. Not only that, but to avoid the taunting you receive if you don't, such as, "Ah, oh, you're a prick tease. Come on, you brought me back. Isn't that what you wanted? You know you want it. Ugh. I will promise to call you tomorrow if you do. Mm, just wears you down. <laughs> and I laugh, but It's frustration as to why I laugh because that is very common and I know some pickup artists actually teach this. So we need to be mindful and wary. So all of that just wears you down. And I want to firmly say here, giving in to get rid of them or to be liked is not the answer. Get out of there and find a person that will respect your boundaries and your no's. There is also the other side of thinking if you do this for him, he will like you and call you the next day. In fact. Oral was my go to in order to avoid having sex with him. I thought if I could at least make him come, he would like it and I wouldn't have to give more of myself to him, which, mind you, are all the wrong reasons and are linking to why I had a sex addiction. I essentially wanted to be liked as I didn't love myself enough to say, no, I was seeking validation through oral masturbation when this caused a deeper and darker spiral effect that will be revealed 20 plus years after all the pain and heartache I went through. Also, did you know that 14% of those surveyed considered oral sex safer than other forms of sex because there was no risk of pregnancy and less risk of picking up a sexually transmitted disease? I wanna be clear on this. Oral sex can transmit STIs and STDs. You are not exempt from this. Using a condom or dental dam during oral sex can prevent and reduce the risk of these being transmitted, and in fact, I will revealing in my book and potentially in an episode the blowjob that changed my life. We must all be accountable for our health and safety. Having the discussion about your sexual health prior to engaging is highly important. However, Not everyone is honest. So researching ways to prevent transmitting and contracting them is actually up to you. Also, getting tested regularly is important. So stop worrying about being judged and start being proactive about your health. This is just another link to self-love. Whilst most STDs are curable and some have medications to prevent the spreading as well as the symptoms, if you aren't aware you have one, you will have long-term effects that can't be reversed and may spread it to many people selfishly. Take care of yourself and each other. Okay, that was all very dramatic, but very serious and important. But now for the fun part, here are six tips to make a woman orgasm. I've had more tips. I mean, I've got more tips than that, but these you will love. Here we go. All right, number one, don't pressure her to orgasm saying are you going to come will only delay her in fact some like to talk and some don't get to know what she and her yoni likes (laughs) number two if she says that's it don't stop do exactly that changing your rhythm or pressure will only reset her and she will have to start again delaying the orgasm number three don't just go straight in tease touch please this will warm her up so that the time it takes for her to orgasm will be reduced and she will feel nurtured and safe, making it more pleasurable. Number four, not all women want to delay their orgasm. We don't all experience it like men. If it takes five minutes or 20 minutes, the end result will always be sensational, but sometimes delaying can in fact become frustrating for her and reduce her pleasure. Ladies, if this is happening, don't become frustrated. It won't serve you. Take a deep breath. And communicate gently what you enjoyed the most and what will make you orgasm. Number five, explore all kinds of orgasms. G spot, a spot, clitoral, toys, fingering, tonguing, squirting. Learn what you like so you can really embrace it. And number six, moaning is for you to know that this is the right spot. Not so much for her pleasure. So when she goes quiet, she is internal and is about to come. Please don't take that as a cue to change it up. Keep going. You are almost there. Of course, these are just very generic tips. I would recommend understanding your blueprint, your sexual blueprint as well, so that these tips can apply to you more accurately. So I'll summarize these tips for women as the four, the four P's, not the three, the four P's, patience, pressure, position and pace. Be patient. Find the right pes- pressure, the right position, and the right pace. And if you get them all right, you'll have a flying to the moon <laughs> exploding in your mouth, floating on cloud nine in no time. All right, here are six tips, pardon the pun, <laughs> on making him come, that rhymed. <laughs> Number one, ladies or gentlemen who like men, eye contact, eye contact, eye contact men go wild for this the energy exchange and either the dominance submissiveness of this sends them wild they think they are being dominant but in fact you are wink wink (laughs) but this can also be done in a submissive way so that he is dominant number two tease don't just go straight in use your breath your hair, your breasts to tease. Use toys, visual stimulations such as touching yourself, stripping before devouring it in your mouth. Number three, use your hands and mouth in a corkscrew motion whilst looking up at him in the eyes, your hair flowing from side to side. This will drive him crazy. (laughs) Number four, don't just suck, but lick. This goes for his testicles also and Tap the side of your face and mouth with his hard cock. Make him the boss for now. (laughs) Number five, massage his perineum gently whilst cupping his testicles with one hand. So his testicles are here, his perineum is here. You're massaging them at the same time whilst massaging the shaft of his cock and the mouth, your mouth over the tip. I never thought (laughs) in my life I would be doing this, but. It's for the greater good. So I'm hoping you're really taking some notes here, please. (laughs) And number six, learn the speed, pressure and motion he enjoys the most. It varies for everyone. All right, now we're going to look at the emotional side. So here are my five final tools to emotionally handling not just your first time, but any time you become intimate with somebody. So you feel as though oral sex is exciting and not daunting. Here we go. Number one, there is no right time to perform oral sex other than when you feel it is right for you and your partner and of course of legal age. Thinking we have dated for X amount of time, we should now or they won't like you if you don't are definitely not deciding factors on when you should. When you should is when you really want to. After you've had the SDI conversation and are doing it to enjoy the moment not for an outcome of the relationship or to feel worthy. This will have the opposite effect. You do it to be present for the pleasure. And only you can decide that. Not your friends, not porn, not social media, or even external pressures, you. Number two, feel empowered with saying no for your own emotional and health reasons. Not to withhold intimacy for controlling reasons or to play games, but because you just simply aren't ready to. If you don't hear from them again because you said no, then good riddance. They saved you a whole lot of heartache because you really weren't ready and would have felt used afterwards. The more we say no, the more people have to put in the effort and we may actually start to connect on a deeper level than just to get off or be liked. We are simply giving ourselves over to someone without truly considering our own needs. And the more you say no to what you don't want, the more you will get what you do. Be firm and kind and know your worth. If I did those steps and set my boundaries, not only would I have felt empowered and respected my needs and my body, it would have sent a very strong message to the person pestering me for pleasure. And on that note, please respect a no when it's given. Just because they're spending time with you or you've been kissing them or they've come back to yours doesn't actually mean they want to. We need to have more respect for ourselves and each other And we are only treated how we allow people to treat us. And in hindsight, I wish that I had have said no the first time, given a warning that I will leave the second time they asked and actually followed through if that boundary is crossed. You want someone who genuinely likes, loves and respects you and wants you around and who would never pressure you to do anything you didn't want to. See this as a red flag. Allowing people to cross our boundaries comes from how we've been treated. And alongside this series, I will deep dive into more and more. Number three, understanding the anatomy and how it works is important. However, understanding your partner's needs, their pace, their pressure, their position and turn-ons is even more important. We can't assume that because an ex-person liked it this way or that because porn depicts it another way or your friends say, this really works, that it will work for the same for everyone. It is a very individual experience and discovering it takes time and patience. Number four, communicating is another very important tool. This includes listening, asking, debriefing after, after the session you had with them and trying different things with no judgment, an open mind and no ego means you'll be able to grow and learn together so that you can explode physically mentally emotionally and spiritually together and get more from each experience instead of feeling frustrated unseen left out or used and in fact the physical emotional mental and spiritual side of it i think we a lot of us are missing these days and we're simply going in for the pleasure and that's okay too as long as it doesn't be used out of context like for me when i had my sex addiction number 5 The brain is the biggest sexual organ so ensuring you are tuning out to all of the external pressures, the deadlines, the worries about your body that you may have and actually being fully present will ensure you will enjoy yourself more. I have met many men that have said to me they have never come from oral sex yet they did with me because my energy was important as well. I needed to be relaxed feeling sexy and enjoying it in order to set the pace so that he could relax also. I would also suggest discussing your SDI status prior to oral sex, so this will remove any thoughts of, or fears. And I will reiterate that we should be educated on SDIs instead of assuming the worst because of jokes or stigmas. Most SDIs are treatable, preventable and curable. Go in it with an open mind and safe approach for you. You can pass an SDI on from kissing, not just sex, so be empowered, not worried. And if we think about it like this, people die from driving every day, but we don't stop driving. Instead, we drive safely and not leave it up to everyone else on the road to keep us safe. That is up to us. Ah, wow. What an episode. My first coaching segment of the Sexy Self-Help Series for Confessions of an Ex-Sex Addict. I have many more episodes planned in this series and the next episode is my confession on my swinging experience and I interview Rob and Katie who are swingers and they run the X-rated university educating on all things sex. They even spoke at Sexpo nationally. So don't forget to subscribe so you can hear the exclusive content and I can't wait to share it with you. I'm also running a competition for all my subscribers It will be announced on the 12th of July in an episode. So be sure to subscribe so you can win the prize. What that prize is, I will announce very soon. The link to subscribe is in the description and the bio, wherever that might be. (laughs) Well, that is all for now, lovelies. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I can't wait to have you on the um, upcoming episodes, which will be released on a Monday, Wednesday, and a Friday. So at least remember to follow, click that little bell up there <laughs> so that you get notified when they are launched. This is me signing off. I'm Belinda Love, sending you love through the interwebs. See you in the next episode.
1: Bye. <laughs> we. No one has ever told me any of those things. Thank you for tuning in to learn unique self-love and relationship tools in our coaching segment of Confessions of an Ex-Sex Addict from Qualified Life Coach, NLP Practitioner, and Ex-Sex Addict Belinda Love, who's dedicated to transforming your self-love and relationship patterns. Thank you to all of our subscribers. You too can subscribe to the exclusive member section for bonus content. The link is in the description and bio. Or search Belinda Lovecoach to find her social channels. That's it from us for now.